Hello, Westover. Whether you're joining us in the room or joining us online, we are so delighted that you're with us today. Today, I have the great privilege of continuing a series that we begun just a couple of weeks ago entitled Breakthrough Prayer. And if you haven't been with us, I encourage you to go back and watch the previous messages because I think there's something for each one of us to gain about breakthrough prayer. And really what a breakthrough is, is a sudden, dramatic, and important discovery or development. A breakthrough is a moment that takes you from ordinary to extraordinary. It takes you from the mundane level that you're at to the next level. And so if you're looking for a breakthrough today, I want to encourage you right now to prepare your hearts because I think God has something he wants to share with you about how he wants to create a breakthrough in your life. And so today I have the great privilege of sharing on the topic, a breakthrough in provision and cleansing, a breakthrough in provision and cleansing. Now I'm going to share with you two steps that you and I, we can take to experience a breakthrough, both in provision and cleansing. But before I do, I want to just ask, have you ever gone to the grocery store and when you get home as you're putting away the groceries, you open the refrigerator and you realize there is no more space in my refrigerator? How many of you have been there before? All of us, I think, have been there at some point in our life and we can't put the new and fresh thing that we have brought home into our refrigerator. So what do we do? We go ahead and we begin to look through what we have. We look for what's expired. We look for what's spoiled. We look for what's moldy. We look for the things that are out of date. And what do we do? We remove it. And I just want to encourage you that God has something brand new and fresh for you today. But sometimes it requires us to take a step and allow him to remove some things out of our life so that he can put some fresh and new things. So if you're wanting God to do something fresh and new in your experience, just be prepared that he may be encouraging you to remove some things so that he can bless you in the way that you're needing him to bless you. And the one thing that I want to leave you with today that's going to anchor all of what we're talking about today is this, is that God's provision and cleansing is often released through our obedience. God's provision and cleansing is often released through our obedience. And what that means is that sometimes we need to take a step. God wants to provide for us, but sometimes we need to take a step to qualify for his provision. And so I just want to prepare you once again to prepare your hearts for steps that God has for you. But I want to invite you, we've been in this passage the entire time that we've been in this series. I want to invite you to Matthew chapter 6. Verses 11 and 12, if you have your Westover app, I invite you to open up your app. Uh, What we're talking about here is probably the second most well-known passage of Scripture. This is the Our Father prayer. And these are the words of Jesus. And he's actually giving us a recipe for how to pray. It's It's not that he just wants us to recite the prayer. He wants us to actually think and meditate about what these words mean. And so we're going to look at verses 11 and 12 and see how they can apply to us. Let's look together. Verse 11. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Today I want to share with you two steps to experience a breakthrough in provision and cleansing. A breakthrough in your life. 
And the first step is to pursue God's provision, to go after God's provision. Verse 11 says, give us today our daily bread. Now, I just want to unpack this word bread for a moment because this word, Jesus selected it specifically. And this word actually means all of our physical needs, Uh, water, air, food, shelter, safety, healthy relationships. This idea of bread communicates that God, he wants to provide for our physical needs. He wants to provide for what we need, what we require each and every day. But Jesus also selected this word because it also means bread. And bread is the most basic form of nutrition. Back in his time, bread was the most important thing. If you had bread, you could survive. If you did not have bread, you could not survive. And so he's saying, I as God want to provide to you daily bread. Because bread is basic. It's the most important thing. But here's one thing that often happens to us is that sometimes, sometimes what we don't realize is that we're hungry. We realize in our physical being that we're hungry, but we often miss that we're hungry spiritually. And part of the reason why Jesus selected this word bread is because he knew that we would get hungry. And some of you get hangry. And if you get hangry, we're praying for you. But what often happens is that hunger is actually very helpful because it signals to us that something is missing. We need to do something to feel full. The problem is, is that oftentimes when we are hungry, we actually do things that are unhealthy for us. Sometimes when we're hungry, instead of eating bread and brown rice, we eat brownies and banana pudding. Sometimes when we're hungry, instead of eating carrots and cucumbers, we eat chocolate or cheesecake or chocolate cheesecake or chocolate cheesecake with chocolate on top. And then some of us, we go overboard. We go overboard. You go to your favorite burger place and you order the double-double with cheese and bacon and guacamole and everything else that they can add to it. You upsize the fries and you even, you even order the milkshake. You even order the milkshake. And I'll just tell you, for those of you who can do that, there's about two of you in here who can eat all of that and not be affected. The rest of us, we don't need to be eating that way because it's not healthy for any of us. But hunger, it's actually a mechanism in our physical being that tells us that something is missing. But some of us, we're here today and we don't realize that we're spiritually hungry, that we have a yearning and a hunger in our life. And sometimes we mismanage our hunger. We actually, instead of, instead of pursuing healthy things, we consume things that are unhealthy. For some of us, we have a habit of eating spiritual junk food. Spiritual junk food. I'm not saying social media is bad, but some of us, we wake up right first thing in the morning and we're scrolling. What did people say about my post? What are the comments? What are other people saying? Some of us, we're, we're, we're looky-loos. We want to see. We click on the comments because we want to see who's commenting. For others of us, we wake up morning, noon, and night, and we're constantly looking at the news. And I'll just tell you, I've seen the local news. The first 15 minutes are not going to advance your life. They do it for ratings. Some of us, we need to be willing to disconnect from that. For others of us, Our preferred spiritual junk food is gossip. 
is gossip. Gossip is garbage for our soul. And if we eat it, it'll make us sick. Spiritual junk food will make you sick. And if you're consuming spiritual junk food, instead go to God's word. Instead, go to God's word. Be willing to connect with his word. This Bible has all of the nutrition you need spiritually for your life. And some of us, we need to be willing to lay down our spiritual junk food and pursue the Lord by searching the scripture. In John 6, 35, this is what Jesus said. He said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. For you see, the thing you and I, we crave, the thing that our soul craves on the inside is actually the Lord. He created a hunger in our life for himself. And we must be willing, church, to go to him. He is the thing that can satisfy our soul. He is the bread of life. He is the one who can satisfy your soul. So instead, be willing to go to God's word. And some of you may say, but pastor, how do I do that? I want to give you one simple statement that'll help us do that to be able to pursue God's provision in our life. And it's to go to God first and every day. Go to God first and every day. Verse 11 says this, give us today. Give us today. We need to be willing to go to God first. As I was preparing this message, I began to think about some conversations that I have each and every day with my kids. When we're driving home from work or school, my kids, they talk to me and they tell me about their day and what this other person did. And they usually tell me if they have a great day and they kind of stay quiet if they had a bad day. But one of the things that my kids periodically say to me, in fact, they probably say it each and every day, is they will ask us a question. They'll say, dad, what's for dinner? Mom, what are you gonna make for me? And I began to think about this. I have forgotten as an adult what it's like to be dependent on someone else for my food. I can go anywhere. I can buy whatever I need. I can get up and go and buy whatever I need to feed myself. But my kids are dependent on me. They're relying on me as a parent to provide for them for their physical needs. And as I was thinking about this, I sensed in my heart God say, I need you. I need all of us to be hungry, to be willing to go to God first for what we need. Some of us, we need to put a Bible on our nightstand. We need to put our cell phone plugged in across the room so that the first thing that we grab in the morning is God's word. Some of us, we need to be consuming God's word first thing in the morning. If you try it for seven days, I promise you, your day and your life will be better because when we go to God first, it makes a difference. And Jesus knew something about this. To all you Bible scholars, there's a statement in the gospels. And this is what it says. As was his custom. There were some things that Jesus did that were his custom. And one of the things that he did that was his custom is every day before the sun came up, he would spend time with the father. As he was stepping into his ministry that specific day, he would go to the Father. He would go to Father God first to get what he needed 
Some of us, we need to go to God and allow him to download what we need for the day. He actually has visibility about the challenges that are going to come your way. I can't tell you the number of times that I've been in God's word and I'll be reading a verse that doesn't make sense because I'm not in that specific situation, but I sense the Holy Spirit encouraging me to camp out on that verse. And then about two or three o'clock, someone will come into my office and they'll have a situation And I know that that word was for them. And I have something to give them, something from God's word, something that's new and fresh that will encourage them. I promise you, if you're willing to go to God's word first, you'll discover something that will transform your life. It'll give you the breakthrough that you're searching for. It'll give you the breakthrough that you're praying for. It'll give you the breakthrough that you're hoping will happen in your life. Because when we go to God first, it makes a difference. And second, be willing to go to God each and every day. Verse 11 ends this way. Give us today our daily bread. Our daily bread. We must go to God each and every day. Just like yesterday's meal will not satisfy you today, yesterday's blessing will not satisfy you today either. We must be willing to go to God and say, God, give me your daily bread for today. Give me what I need so that I can live you out so that I can shine in my job and with my family and with my kids. Some of us, some of us, we've been praying for things and it seems like God has said no. I'm here to tell some of you, yes, God is saying no, but to others of you, he's saying wait. He's saying wait. Oftentimes when God says wait, what he's wanting to do is he's wanting to cultivate within us a habit of daily dependence. He's wanting to cultivate within us a habit of daily dependence so that we're willing to go to God and say, give us today our daily bread. But I want to encourage you to continue to ask for it. If you need a job, just ask for it. If you need an answer, just ask for it. If you need wisdom, faith, or peace, just ask for it. If you need more of his presence, just ask for it. If you need empowerment, just ask for it. If you need a breakthrough, just ask for it. Because our God, he is mighty to save, and he will answer each and every need that you have. He's a good, good father, and he wants to pour out blessing into your life. And all we have to do, church, is go to him and say, you are my father in heaven. You are my source and my supply. You're the one who can give me what I need, and I'm coming to you. Help me out. Provide. Provide. The second step to to experience a breakthrough in provision and cleansing is number two, to actively choose forgiveness. Verse 12 says this, and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Now, most of us don't have much of a hard time when it comes to verse 12, when it comes to our relationship with God. When we make a mistake, we often go to God and say, God, please forgive me. Where things get a little bit more difficult is when it's with other people. Because other people are sometimes rude and they hurt our feelings. And some of us, we have a little bit of an allergy (laughs) to apologizing. I'm not going to apologize to them until they apologize to me. And sometimes we're not willing to extend forgiveness to someone else. And sometimes we have a hard time receiving forgiveness from other people. But Jesus is telling us that we need to not only forgive the debts that people have against us, 
but we must be willing to extend forgiveness. It works both ways. The truth is, is that God forgave us. The word of God says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for us. He died for us to pay the price, to pay the debt of sin. Now, some scholars have have talked about how the debt of sin that we have, you and I, we have, is like owing $10 trillion. None of us can pay that debt, but God paid it. Our debt, your debt of sin is paid in full. And the payment of our sin is spelled B-L-O-O-D-Y-C-R-O-S-S. It's spelled the bloody cross. And I don't want to gloss over this. I want to camp out here for a moment. Because some of us, we have forgotten that we are forgiven. We have forgotten that we had a debt to pay and that God paid it. Some of you who are here, you feel the debt of sin in your own life. And if you've never made a decision to have Christ come into your life, in just a moment, we're going to have a prayer moment. We're going to give you a chance with a member of our prayer team to connect with the God who created you, who can pay the debt of sin. He's already paid for it. All we have to do is embrace it. And if that's you, we're going to give you an opportunity to do that. Here's what I've discovered. Forgiven people forgive people. Forgiven people forgive people. And God is commanding us to forgive. But sometimes we struggle with forgiveness because of how we feel. But the truth is, is that we must choose forgiveness because forgiveness is first a choice and then it's a feeling. It's first a choice and then it's a feeling. Now I want, I want to invite you to go back to the very first moments of today. To the moment that you woke up. Now, some of you, when the alarm went off, you were up like a light. Bing! That was about five of you. For the rest of us, waking up is like a root canal. It is difficult. In fact, there's some people, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. There's some of you who are here who you set six alarms, and you hit the snooze button the whole way through. But at some point today... You decided to push through the pain because you had to make a choice. You had to override your feelings so that you could get up and feed your kids and get them to school and feed yourself and get to work and fulfill the responsibilities of the day. And if you're able to do that, we are also able to forgive because forgiveness is first a choice and then a feeling. We must be willing to choose to forgive even when we don't feel like it. We must be willing to decide that we are going to forgive and just trust that our feelings are going to follow later. Some of us, we're struggling with unforgiveness. And unforgiveness is holding us back. And at this time, I want to invite Pastor James to come forward. Some of us, Unforgiveness are like chains. They have locked us up. We are chained to our past. 
We can't move forward. We can't advance. Every time we try to take a step forward, we can't. It keeps us chained to past memories, keeps us chained to past emotions, keep us chained to things that God wants to set us free from. And some of you may be saying, but pastor, you don't know what they did to me. You don't know how they treated me. You don't know what they did to me. The truth is I don't. But the God in heaven that you live and serve, he knows the struggle that you have. And some of us, we're not just chained. We are burdened. And what happens is each time we rehearse it, I hope they hurt. I hope they feel the pain. I hope they feel the burden. And what we haven't realized is that every time we rehearse it, we're burdened down even more. There's a lady in my hometown. She has struggled with unforgiveness in her life. And her issue is with her sister. And the issue is over a property line that they share because they are neighbors. By the time I left home, they had been in this family feud for 40 years. They had not talked. And the way her unforgiveness manifested in her life was that she had ulcers that never healed in her legs. Every couple of days, she would go to the doctor to have her bandages changed. And she went to this doctor and to that doctor and to this specialist and to that specialist. And she never got relief and she never got freedom and she never got healing. And as I was preparing this message, what I realized is that she was struggling with unforgiveness in her life and she was shackled and burdened down and it manifested in ulcers. And I'm here to tell somebody today, I don't know who it is, I don't know how many of you, but some of you are struggling in your physical body and you've gone to doctors and they can't seem to tell you what the issue is. May I suggest to you that some of you are shackled. You're burdened with unforgiveness. You've been carrying these chains and it's affected your health and it's affected your marriage and it's affected your peace. But God wants to set us free. The key to our freedom is forgiveness. The key to our forgiveness. The key to our freedom is forgiveness. Some of us, we need to lay some chains down tonight. We need to be able to say to God, I've held on to the bitterness too long. I've held on to the resentment too long. I've held on to the things that you want me to release. Some of us, we need to lay some chains down. We need to lay some burdens down. Because on the other side of forgiveness is freedom. There are people in your home who are hoping and praying that you get healthy and whole. Because the burdens that you carry impede their life as well. Forgive others, not because they deserve it, but because you deserve freedom. Be willing to forgive. Be willing to lay down the bitterness. God wants to release peace into our life. And as I close, I wanna invite you to stand with me. And I'm gonna invite the prayer team forward. And there's two invitations to my message today. 
there's two things I want to speak to you today. First, some of you who are here, you've never made a decision for Christ. You've never invited him into your life. You've never connected to him. And he's inviting you into a relationship with him. Some of you, you've been far away from God. And what he's saying to you is, come back home. Reconnect with me. And so at this time, I want to invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes. No one looking. Some of you are struggling because you feel the weight of sin. And God's calling you back. He's saying, will you come back to me? Will you come to me in the first place? Will you come back to me? If that's you, if you feel like you need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, or you need to restore that relationship, on the count of three, I want to invite you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Yes, 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 yes. Hands going up all across the auditorium. If that's you, I want to invite you to take a bold step. I want to invite you to step out while no one is looking. A member of our prayer team would love to meet with you and pray with you and help you connect. Don't delay. This is for you. This is your opportunity. If you need to reconnect to the Lord, I want you to step forward. Don't let the concerns of other people be the thing that holds you back. The second appeal I have for you today is this. Some of you need to see God provide for you. You're struggling in your job. You're struggling in your finances. You're struggling in your family and you just need to have God provide for you. And there's others of you who you're struggling in your physical being and you have unforgiveness and you don't know how to lay those chains down. If you're needing to see God provide for you or you're needing to see God release freedom into your life and cleansing into your life and peace into your life and joy and bring a brand new and a fresh new thing into your life, I want to encourage you on the count of three to come forward. One, two, three. Come, come, come. Don't delay. Your provision and your cleansing and your freedom is right on the other side of your obedience. Be willing to step forward. Don't delay member of our prayer team will pray with you. Let's go to the Lord and discover the God who can provide and meet all of our needs. Yeah. 
our Father God, he loves us and he wants to provide to us. He wants to give us the things that we need, but sometimes our hands and our hearts need to be open to receive the new thing that he has. And I pray that today that this service has blessed you and that it's encouraged you and that it's restored your hope and your peace. God, we come to you. We're grateful for the way that you've whispered to us, the way that you've reassured us that you haven't forgotten the needs that we have, that not only do you want to provide for our physical needs, but our spiritual needs, and you want to 